You are listening to the Walk After Falling podcast. I don't know what kind of struggle you're going through. I don't know what the situation may be, but you serve a mighty God. You got to shake it out a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) What's up? Happy Monday, walkers. If there is a little bit of a different sound, we are here at the church. We are live in some sort of studio um, <laughs> and we're excited because this is our third in-person guest yeah so it's much better than a telephone call not to shame all the people who we've talked to the times are rough but <laughs> um it's hot outside mm-hmm. and it's hot here inside too mm-hmm. so we're gonna be cooling off probably here and there but um we're just so excited to have another week to be able to share um what we think is going to be a beautiful story, a real story, vulnerable, and we can't wait to uh, hear from our guests. So, Catherine, who do we have with us today? So, we have the wonderful Rocio Vallejo. <laughs> Will you please introduce yourself and just share a little bit about you, how you've been, and what you're up to now? Yeah, definitely. Well, first off, thanks so much for having me. I'm of excited course. to be here. <laughs> yes. Um, a little bit about myself. Um, I am a wife. Um, my husband and I have been together for almost 20 years. Wow. Um, wow. I have a son who is 16, daughter who is 10, Ian and Sophia, and I am a storyteller. I'm a writer, I'm an entrepreneur, and I am a transformational life and business coach. You're a multi-hyphenate. That's what we call it, right? <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm multi-passionate. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, I love awesome. it. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah. Um, tell us about like, so we're at Soul City mm-hmm. and that's how Catherine met you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so tell us like about how you got rooted here at Soul City, like how you found this church, how you got connected. Yeah, definitely. So I've been at Soul City. Gosh, I don't even remember. It's been over five years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe I want to say maybe close to seven, yeah. six wow. and a half. Um, So my husband and I were church shopping, and Soul City happened to be just the last church on our list. Uh And it was the last because there wasn't a parking lot. Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) So you got here when they were still in the kids' church. Oh, totally. Yeah, we were in the other building. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Um, But from the moment we walked in, I just knew it was was supposed to be our church home. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we got involved right away and started volunteering as a family. Um, I got super involved, um, and then um, Jared and Jeannie, their assistant of eight years, Amy, yeah. um, what had left or was oh, in wow. the process of leaving, and I think it was because I was so involved. Um, I was approached and asked if I would step in temporarily wow. um, to fill that role until they found yeah. somebody permanent, and it was supposed to be, I think, 30 to 45 days, but I was here for almost two and a half years. Wow. wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I remember my first time walking into Soul City. It was, I would say about three years ago now. I haven't been like consistent here for three years, maybe over the last year and a half, because when I first got here, I was in the same boat, church shopping, 
for almost the better part of three years and trying to like recover from like just feeling church hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, and I came with some friends here from work and it was in in there and I was like, what is this underground church? Like this is, (laughs) and I just saw, I just remember so vividly walking in. It was super dark. I think uh, praise and worship was already going on. Patrick was up there like playing the guitar Mm -hmm. and I was just like, something just hit. And I was like, I just remember that vision of him just up there, like with these low ceilings. And I was like, that, this is like where I want to be. But I didn't, <laughs> I didn't end up um, getting here for probably another year after that. I would tell everybody else to come and, like, you got to check out this church, you got to go. <laughs> but like, I wasn't ready to commit anywhere in my heart. And it was, it was just something I had to work through. But when I finally did, like, my life took off that year, like mm-hmm. getting involved, serving. Um, going on a mission trip, meeting Catherine, all these good stuff. Mm-hmm. And like full circle, we're here today. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, passionate about this podcast and helping people like you tell their story. Yeah. So, so has, has your whole life, like, have you always been close to the Lord or were you raised with faith? Like, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I, my family, I grew up Catholic. Okay. Um, I grew up Catholic, grew up in a small little Italian neighborhood here in mm-hmm. Chicago called the heart of Chicago. Okay. Um, went to everyone in my family. We went to the same grammar school, same yeah. high school. So were they Catholic? Little though? Catholic. Uh-huh. What was it called? Mm-hmm. St. Michael. Okay. I was going to say, I went to uh, St. Clair growing up oh, I, over yeah. in uh, Gage Park. Area, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My best friend went up. to St. Clair. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, so crazy. So, um, yeah. So grew up going to St. Michael's, had had the same teachers that like my mom, my aunt, and my uncles had, yeah. um, went to Queen of Peace, all girls Catholic high school on the south side of Chicago. Yeah. But it was interesting. I've had an interesting walk with the Lord. So I remember at a very young age, I was probably around five or six. I remember it was around Lent mm-hmm. and we were going through the stations of the cross. Yeah. And I remember coming home one evening um, and crying, I mean, weeping and just telling my mother that I, I, I was, I was, have, was really struggling with, um, coming to terms with how Jesus had died for yeah. me, wow. you know, wow. um, as a five-year-old. Wow. Yes. And I remember my mom, I don't think she meant it, but it really, like, I recognized it in the moment I've carried it all yeah. my life, but she kind of mm. brushed me off and was like, Oh, Rocio, Mm. You know, like, yes, you and everybody else, Mm -hmm. you know, like he Mm -hmm. died for you and everybody else, but feeling so, I mentioned this because I felt so connected, so deeply connected to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, And as I got older, uh, going to just a very traditional Catholic school, most of the uh, teachers were nuns. I remember in sixth sixth grade, we were required to go to church every Sunday because we were preparing for confirmation. Mm -hmm. And... Sister Augustine, our principal, would come into our classroom yeah. on Monday morning, and she would ask who went to church on Sunday, and she would ask for proof. She wanted to wow. see her bulletins. Wow. And I remember on this particular day, no one in the class had gone to church on Sunday, and she kind of lost it and wow. started to say things like, this is why bad things happen to good people. This is why we experience world disasters, wow. really? because people like you don't go to church. And I remember Gosh. sitting in my seat at like 11 years or 11 years of age and thinking you are so full of crap <laughs> right. like, yeah. that is not the god that i know that uh-huh. i just in my heart knew yeah but um but it was something i heard on a regular basis mm. um and so as i got older i started to 
I realized looking back what actually happened is I started to distance myself from my faith and, wow. and eventually it was from God altogether. Yeah. And so into like in my, you know, late teens and early twenties, I got into the whole like meta metaphysical world and mm. the universe. Mm. And I mean, people had mentioned the mere mention of God made my skin crawl really? because I was so convinced that he had abandoned me. Wow. So even if he was real, he didn't, he no longer wow. saw me or recognized me as his own. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I can see why you think you were a four. Cause that whole yeah. abandonment narrative, I completely, completely relate to that. And I went through a season of just dark depression in high school. And I was like, God left me like, he's not here. Where is he? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that abandonment, that feeling like he, he left me is yeah. Yeah. It's rough. And, mm-hmm. and I have a, my, I have a story of abandonment. I mean, my, my parents got divorced when I was two, but my father was in and out of my life. But I remember growing up feeling yeah. abandoned and rejected, wow. you know? And so that, that, that story, it just fit perfectly. Mm -hmm. Right. That became kind of like, Mm -hmm. that became my story is no one ever stays. Mm. No one can be trusted. Um, People always leave. Wow. Mm. That's so interesting because I feel like what, like, is there any point, you know, like, like life seamlessly like flows together. You know what I mean? We, we flow together day to day to day and throughout these years, but like, what is that point for either both of you where like, how do you make that decision or make that statement in your head to yourself that God left you? You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with that because people feel that all the time. It's a very real thought and feeling, but like, like what, is there something that like clicks and says like, Oh yeah, he left me. Or is it just Mm -hmm. like this, things are happening time and time again. I feel so empty, feel so whatever it may be like that you can make that, big of a statement and really believe it for yourself like Mm -hmm. what is that like to be in that space mentally I think for me it was constantly it seemed like every day I was asking like where are you Mm. and just I got to a point where I was like you're not here like if you were here you would have answered me Mm. but you know, now that I'm a little bit removed from that season it's like I've realized he answered me in a way but it wasn't the way that I wanted him mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. For me, I believe it was, it was just a slow progression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really was. Um, I remember when I, when I got into high school, having to take like a Christian living class mm-hmm. and, um, and it wasn't as, they weren't as bad in high school as yeah. they were in grammar school. The narrative wasn't as bad, but, um, but I just, yeah, I just, I, it, I just felt like I had, I had the receipts. I had the proof. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how would you uh, dig yourself out of that, crawl out of that that season? Um, I didn't dig myself out. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I didn't. Um, what ended up happening was, um, so I'm a recovering perfectionist. Mm. <laughs> and I think that is just rooted in the, in the rejection I experienced as gotcha. a child. Mm. Um, but I essentially what happened is I became my own savior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I became obsessed with doing. Wow. Um, so that is a huge part of my story. Mm. Um, multitasker, always said yes, um, could always take a lot on. Mm. Um, I, I mean, I, I literally said yes to every opportunity because I didn't want to miss like my big break, whatever that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) But at at that time it was real and it meant something. Um, and yeah, just became my own savior, became obsessed with 
bigger, better, stronger, mm-hmm. more wow. achieving all the things. And I started to believe these lies that our culture feeds us, yeah. right? Like once you, you know, you got to push, you got to make things happen. Um, mm-hmm. Once you, once you achieve success, then you'll finally be happy. Or mm. Once you have the perfect, you know, marriage with the perfect house and the perfect kids, then you'll be happy. And so that is what I was after. Yeah. Mm. That is what I was after. Wow. Well, I believe the Lord allowed for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I became obsessed with running and just my yeah. my health. I wish, I wish I could get obsessed <laughs> with running. <laughs> Seriously. It, you know, it started off as something that I really loved. I, I, I started running as a child. I think it was maybe like nine or ten when I started yeah. running. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was something that I always loved, but it became mm-hmm. an addiction like a healthy addiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I was running eight miles in the morning, six mm. miles in the evening, every day wow. training for the marathon, running all these races. And I remember, and at the, at the same time, my marriage was slowly falling apart. Mm. I was feeling so overwhelmed and underwhelmed wow. in my role as a mother. Mm. Um, but I had just launched a new business. Um, so I used to be a serial entrepreneur, but I had mm-hmm. la- just launched a new business. Um, and I remember running 16 miles as I was training for the marathon wow. and I hurt my right knee mm. and, but I was still running on it. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I, my left knee was overcompensating. And so wow. I got to a point where I couldn't run any longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to call my husband to come pick me up. Yeah. But I remember it was, it had to happen. Like I had to have that moment because what happened in that moment was I asked myself the question, what would happen to you if you couldn't run anymore? And what I realized was I had become a crutch and Mm. and that I was, I was actually running for my life because if I didn't, I recognized it was the only thing I could control. Um, And if I recognized that if I lost that, everything in my life would just, it it would start to show that everything else in my life was not good. Mm. Um, and so I hit rock bottom. I became, I ran the marathon, but after that I hit rock bottom, became incredibly depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I'm a perf- perfectionist, I wore <laughs> the mask yeah. um, of perfection. And so I thought I played, I, I, pl- I hit it really well. Yeah. Um, and I met somebody, um, and, cause God works through people, right? Mm-hmm. But I met some, I met a woman um, who ended up becoming a business coach of mine, but really she brought me to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, she invited me to a retreat. Um, it was like two week preparation. It when Essentially what it was, it was like 10 years of therapy, wow. um, like over a weekend. Mm-hmm. And I experienced the Holy Spirit, like wow. the actual like washing over yeah. of my body. Um, was that the first time you had? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Wow. And, um, and then just the 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 that, that I and that experience I know now it was the, the Lord literally just swung the pendulum to the other side wow. like it wasn't like a slow per, it was like this is who I am yeah. wow. and this is where I've been wow. um and so I was able to look back on my life and just see the grace yeah all over my life wow. um and I was able to like identify the specific people and experiences where his where he was there mm-hmm. like I could see his fingerprints all over my life Man. and for me, that was everything because yeah. here I was thinking that he had abandoned me, mm. but really I was the one that had abandoned him. <laughs> right. Wow. You know, yes. and I was, and I could look back and see how he was literally chasing after me, mm. how I had people that would keep trying to like invite me into relationship with him and invite me to church. Yeah. And I'd be like, you are crazy. Don't you know me? <laughs> and I just kept saying no, yeah. no. And I wasn't ready, but the Lord, because he is 
so amazing and so full of grace mm-hmm. allowed me to literally just come to the end yeah. of myself. Wow. I mean, oh my god. I was I was I, I love I, that. That's the line that I literally like yeah. felt this past year too. Yeah. Wow. And I and in in this season I was I was suicidal. And I always, I've always dealt with depression. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think the first time I had suicidal thoughts, I was maybe like six. Um, so in this season, I was there again. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I had been praying to a God that I wasn't even sure I believed in anymore prior to this having my yeah, coming to Jesus yeah. moment, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to being saved. And the prayer was, Lord, if you, if you are real, show mm. me the way and yeah. I will do the work. Wow. Just show me the way and I'll do the work. And, um, and he did, he met me there, but on the way to the retreat, I remember having a conversation with him and I didn't know where I was going. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who I was in the car with. Wow. I didn't know what we were going to do for the weekend. I mean, I literally knew nothing, but I, I was just so done. Mm-hmm. And so I remember telling the Lord, Lord, if they are taking me to my death mm-hmm. at the very least, I'll get what I want. And that's mm-hmm. to be with you. Wow. So I, I, mean, I gave it all. Wow. I was literally gave it all yeah. and he met me there and he has transformed every area of my mm. life. Mm. And that just goes to show like you, you can be totally at the end of yourself. You can be experiencing all of this pushback, but if you can take one tiny step towards the Lord, he's going to pull you totally, wow. totally, you know, and, 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 you know, I think, I hate the term pretty little red bow mm-hmm. on everything mm-hmm. because I think if it is in the Lord's will, mm-hmm. I think there is a bow, wow. right? I think, yeah. and I think people try to reject it because then it's, a, there's this idea that, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to, I don't know, make something perfect that isn't, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and that people's stories don't always end with, don't always appear to end with pretty red bows. But yeah. I truly believe that we, if we are living in the will in God's will, mm-hmm. there is a you know it may not be exactly what we pictured or envisioned or even desired Mm. um but what i've come to find is that the things that i'm most grateful for Mm. um have been freely given to me they're like little gifts that have fallen from the sky i haven't had to work for them i mean relationships opportunities i have not had to do (laughs) lift a finger the lord has just given it to me because he he knit me. He yeah. created me. And he knows my heart better than I know my heart. Yeah. Mm. yeah. He knit you better than that sweater. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thankfully, I'm not hot in it. I know, right? <laughs> oh well, wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. That, that, literally, that line, reaching the end of myself, was like the theme of my life mm. going into this past year where it's just like, I can't do anything on my own anymore and it's Mm. like I grew up in church but I always say like I couldn't ride the coattails of my parents faith or you know the people around me and yeah it was literally like like Lord I've experienced rejection in this area and that area from these people and those people like I just I can't do it anymore on my own like Mm. and and you shouldn't, you shouldn't think you have to, you know, right. and so like right now, I think I'm in a season, I've been talking with a friend of mine every week, kind of just like a weekly check-in and making sure it's like an accountability as well, but he's like, we were talking about something, he's like, side note, like for you, I think you're already walking in your season, you just haven't accepted it yet, 
with that confidence, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, look around you and all the things that are happening. You don't have to work so hard to have it be a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I've realized through therapy that like, and a lot of people might be like, no, but like, I've realized that I have those perfectionist tendencies where it's like in little things that I do and I know that's what literally like it puts this weight on my shoulders that I'm just like I have to carry everything and it makes me this person I don't want to be. And then that displays in other areas of my life. So that I like literally reaching that in myself. You hit such a string with me there that I'm mm-hmm. like, oh man, that was me for yeah. sure. But what I want to what I want to do is, you know, we we. We asked you to be on the podcast to share something you've been walking through. Mm-hmm. And I like learning that part of you is, is I think, the perfect foundation for what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to ask the first question and from our phone call and everything, what, it, what is it that you have been walking through, that you have walked through and that you're still working on in this season? Yeah, definitely. Um so in the story I just shared, I shared just a full on mm-hmm. surrender, yeah. like surrendered my life. Mm. Right. And what came out of that was, Lord, I have made a mess of my life. Mm. So let your will be my way. Yeah. Like I want what you want. Yeah. Um, so about five years ago, I started and I'd love to take credit for this. But what I've mm. come to realize is I think it's actually a prayer that the spirit mm. had me pray. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the prayer was, Lord, take it all away. Mm. everything that I have, everything that I have that I've done, that I've created out of my own strength and power, yeah. um, I, take it away. I want my life to be like built on you. Wow. Um, like the good God he is, mm-hmm. he allowed the space for everything to fall away. Wow. And so we lost everything starting with my mm-hmm. husband's job. Um, and I'm still in this season. Mm-hmm. So four and a half years yeah. in. <laughs> Wow. So I think the the theme for this season of life has been perseverance in the face of resistance. Wow. Mm. Wow. What were you feeling and thinking that moment that you found out your, your husband lost his job? Was it like, Lord, why'd you have to answer this prayer this way? Like what, what were you thinking? Or did it even hit you that he was answering your prayer? Well, it's interesting because my husband actually didn't lose his job. He walked away. Wow. wow. So to know my husband, my husband is incredibly, he is logical, methodical, Mm -hmm. practical. (laughs) Um, I mean, he worked at the same company for 10 years. Yeah. Um, And almost a year to the date that he said, I don't want to do this anymore. I just don't feel like this is, this is like the path I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. on anymore. Um, he left his job wow. and it got to the point I knew I saw it. I saw it, like mm. I saw that I witnessed the progression of it. Mm-hmm. And I just remember um, him calling me one afternoon and saying, babe, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And that is more like me. Yeah. <laughs> I would probably be the one to do that. Mm-hmm. Not him. It was so out of character. Yeah. Um, and I, I told him, don't worry about it. We'll talk about it when you get home. He got home. We talked about it. I asked him how much he had left to give. And I said, can you finish until the end of the month? It was the beginning of May. And he said, absolutely not. And I wow. said, two weeks. I said, yeah, I said two weeks. And he's like, that feels a lot, but I'll do it two weeks. Mm. Um, he ended up staying for three. Mm. Um, and I mean, we, we were, we knew that it was a, he was taking a leap of faith. Yeah, like we were absolutely. totally trusting that the Lord was going to show up and that he was going to provide. 
I mean, we had, we went, ran the numbers and we knew that we could continue to live our lifestyle mm-hmm. as it was wow. for a good six months wow. before we started okay. to feel something. Yeah. Well, six months came. My, like my husband has an amazing degree. He has all this experience. Mm-hmm. He's not going to have a hard time finding mm-hmm. a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably helps to have a job while you're looking for a job. <laughs> but <laughs> um, the six months passed by, passed us up, and we had to um, dip into our savings. Mm-hmm. Went through all of that. Had to close out our 401k. Wow. I mean, lost everything. Wow. Um, and the Lord was working in mm-hmm. him, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I remember telling my husband, I, th- I think I think we should probably look, you know, consider moving in with your mom. Mm. And he was like, absolutely not. Like, we're going to make this work. Mm-hmm. And he just kept trying to make yeah. it work. Until he finally realized, mm. yeah. Mom? Uh-huh. <laughs> Mama? In <laughs> God's perfect timing, my mother-in-law at the time was suffering from an autoimmune deficiency. So the cold weather is really bad on her, yeah. on her joints. Yeah. Was having a house built um, in her home country, which is Belize. Okay. Awesome. Um, so we moved in. We lived with her literally a month. Yeah. And then she moved back home to Belize. And so we have inherited her house. Wow. Yeah. Wow, look at that. But her mm-hmm. house, it's her house. I mean, yeah. we've... Mm-hmm. It's an old house. It's my husband's childhood house. Yeah. So we've we've renovated. We've put in a lot of work, but I had to dig really, really mm. deep. And it was after living amongst boxes mm. for like a good year and yeah, a half. I remember and I remember that. the Lord <laughs> telling me one day, he said, Rocio, this is not your forever home, mm-hmm. but this is, I need you to make this a home now. Yeah. And that was what actually got me and fueled me to start unpacking. Wow. And so I had to dig really deep yeah. within to, to make this place a home. Yeah. So quick, quick side note. So you said you've been in this season for about four years. Was this like when you were recently new here to Soul City as well too? I, so it's so funny because when around the same time that we had moved in mm-hmm. to my mother-in-law's house is when I jumped on staff Wow. here. Okay. So it was, yeah. you know, and, and what it was, it was so great to be, here mm. to be on staff here During to sit in to like sit that, in the yeah. role that I um, that I was able to sit in as Jared and Jeannie's executive assistant, wow. you know. Um, but it was hard mm-hmm. because if I'm being real, I don't have an administrative gifting, mm-hmm. um, and so that just—I mean, I was so stretched. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, we yeah. went from living like in the heart of Chicago mm-hmm. um, and the kids going to school here in like the Tri-Taylor area yeah, and going yeah. to church in the West Loop. Like this is where we did life. Wow. And then God uprooted us and moved us to the Austin neighborhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm commuting in the morning mm-hmm. an hour when mm-hmm. it only was taking me 10 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm working somewhere where I literally, mm-hmm. they didn't, again, they still at that time did not have a parking lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Cause we were still in the old building. Yeah. And so I remember one day in particular, it took me over an hour to look for parking. Oh so like it Goodness. just, and Soul City was undergoing, undergoing like transfer. I mean, you know, we were, we were yeah. getting ready to like move into this new space. And mm-hmm. so we had to take our, move our office to a space downtown that we were, oh, wow. yeah, that we were used that you, that we were using because they were breaking ground. Wow. Um, and that was just, I mean, <laughs> I was in charge of that move. So everything oh, wow. in my life was just moving. moving. Wow. And you know, I, I, I didn't mention this, but I think it's really important to mention. So I walked a good solid two, two and a half years um, where I was living just in silence and solitude as best as I could, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and so stepping foot into Soul City after having moved and my whole life just kind of being yeah. shaken up, I literally remember being in the office and having this moment of like, 
my soul was just, just, it had like, it just felt disturbed. Like I did not feel in flow or in Mm -hmm. alignment. And I remember asking God in that moment, like, Lord, why? (laughs) Like, this is the Rocio that I was. Wow. The go, 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 do, do, do. You took me out of this beautiful season of just like, me and you yeah, and learning how to be super content and um, not having to strive or push. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. now I'm here again and you're waking up these parts in me mm. that I thought like I was done with. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So it was, it was rough. Man. It was good. Lots of growth, yeah. but rough. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so funny how he works too, is just like correlating that part of your life with, having a job here even though it was rough it's like there's a sense of comfort when you know at the end of the day like you're at church like doing the lord's work around people who like can really just feed into your heart in a certain way that the world can't right you know so that that is something that even even for somebody else like looking back that's another fingerprint you can see on your life in that way too. Right. that's right. awesome yeah wow. and again like in the seat right yeah. because I mean, everyone on staff was great, but to to have been able to sit, yeah. like next <laughs> next to yeah. our lead pastors was, mm-hmm. I mean, that in it, in and wow. of itself was amazing. Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a gift. Wow. Mm-hmm. So coming, so now we know what you're walking through. Um, tell us about the damaging thoughts. I'm sure through a lot of that, yeah. like transition, there probably was a lot. You know, even walking, the things you would probably tell yourself. Even finding parking, things you probably can't say on air. Um, but <laughs> yeah. but what were those damaging thoughts for you? Yeah, so um, to know me, to really know me, <laughs> yeah. and this is something that people that even really know me don't see, yeah. this side of me. Um, but anger is something that comes very, very natural mm. to me. Um, is it the Latina in you or No. I, you know, I I grew up in a in a in a in a uh, a home with very strong um, women, but mm. very just strong people, very yeah. opinionated. Um, yeah, and so like yeah, and that's how I grew up. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> grew up on the defense. Yeah. So I um yeah. So I don't. It doesn't take much for me to get there. Yeah. Mm. Um. People don't see it mm-hmm. because. I experienced also my mother was somebody who um, can channel anger very mm. easily. Mm. Yeah. And so I think the message that I received was that is not acceptable. That's not okay. That is not oh. something aside of you that you show anyone. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, except for my husband and my kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But we love the most. See right. the ugliest sides of us. <laughs> totally. Totally. Um, and they, again, like side note, that's work that the Lord did in me, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I mean, for yeah. a, an entire year, I locked myself in my bathroom every time I was about to lose it. And I would wow. pray mm. until I could get to a place where I could come yeah. out and just, you know, re-engage yeah. with the people in my home. Yeah. Um, and it, it literally, it's a, it, it, although anger is something that I still can easily channel, mm-hmm. I don't have to, I don't lose it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. don't lose it, mm. you know? Wow. Um, so to know me, and I lost your, I lost what your initial question is, but to know me is to know that I channel anger easily. Yeah. So I think what, and and I say that because I am also a fighter, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. I, like I will pick fights and even playful fights. Like yeah, it's not yeah, always yeah. like, you know, my husband's always <laughs> like, what now? Um, and I say it often, like I want to fight at home. Um, <laughs> but I say that because what comes up with that is 
just this, I have this rebellious spirit, mm. right? And so I just, I know how to fight. Yeah. I know how, like, when there's a problem, I know, I know how to push through. I know how to fight. I yeah. know how, I know how to. Wow. I, I can match it. Mm. Um, and that causes just, there's a lot of resistance then, wow. right? Yeah. Mm. So the Lord has invited me into this beautiful season and I know that it's for my growth and I know that he's just continuing to like pour into me to better equip and empower me to like fully live out the call and the mission that he's put on my life. But my natural human doing state Mm. Mm -hmm. is to like fight. Mm. Mm. So, so if anybody wants to send Rocio a speed <laughs> bag or a punching bag, and this bag, is the first box. time I'm admitting this, like again, people that even like some of my best friends wouldn't don't see this or know this. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So wow. as someone whose natural response to challenge is pushing it and fighting it, surrender is very mm. challenging for you. I would bet. Yeah. So I know from my experience. Yeah beautiful things come Mm. out of surrender right like my surrender was my saving grace Mm. um and I know that so there's that that deep knowing Mm -hmm. but I also am aware that I have to wrestle and fight because there's something in me that's being worked out Mm -hmm. right so the Lord has created that space for that for that wrestling um, I can prolong the breakthrough the longer it takes me to get to that place of surrender. But wow. it, it is a, a very, the, 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 um, it's an internal battle mm. between my gut, mm. a deep knowing yeah, of what yeah. the Lord is doing, mm. um, and my mind. Wow. Mm. Because I want to make sense of it. Yeah. I want to understand yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Right? I want to control it. Yeah. I want to fix it. I want to fight it. I want to yeah. make it work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. And that just makes me think like there was something in you that prayed that prayer, Lord, take it all away. That was a, in a surrendered spirit and in a courageous spirit also. And it's like the second that starts happening, the naturalness of wanting to fight against it and resist it comes up. Mm -hmm. But it's like still remembering that there was something in you that felt courageous enough to pray that prayer and even in the moments where you're pushing back against it like it's almost like you have these two parts of you fighting Mm -hmm. so can you just kind of talk about that like what what was it like to to trust in God's God's path God's plan and that prayer and then you not wanting to unpack like what was that push like yeah um, again, I think it was just trying, I was in these moments What I realized I'm really just trying to understand, uh-huh. you know, I, because I have the convert, these conversations with the Lord that go something like, you know, if Lord, if you just tell me, yeah. like, if you just tell me why we're doing this, uh-huh. I'll do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. But then that isn't faith or uh-huh. trust. Yeah, right. True. Yeah. And so, um, I'm able to recognize it. Right. But again, I'm I'm very stubborn. Mm-hmm. I can be very stubborn. And wow. so I a lot of our conversations also look like, Lord, I know that this is what you're calling <laughs> me to do, but I don't want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like <laughs> I mean, and I've had the I, Lord, I gave you everything. Mm-hmm. What wow. else? You want more? Yeah. How much more? Wow. Right? Like I don't have anything else to give. Yeah. But I do. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And like mm-hmm. but I do. Um and I think they're just opportunities for there are opportunities that he provides mm-hmm. us 
to get to better know him. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I know all he really wants is me. Mm-hmm. Fully me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fully me. Wow. Um, and that is the resistance, right? Mm-hmm. And we are fleshly, earthly, yeah. broken, human doings, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And we are constantly on, on minute to minute, day by day being fed mm-hmm. All of these lies, and God is countercultural. But everything I might get on my phone, I turn on the TV, I put on the radio, I have conversations with friends, yeah. and I'm constantly being fed these secular ideas and mm. these lies. Mm. But God is holy. Wow. Right? And so, yeah. like, I've just learned that, like, if the world is saying this, then I'm gonna do the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. Like, yeah. then I'm gonna do the opposite. Yeah. And so I know that He's just inviting me deeper and deeper into. Mm this holy place with him. Wow. Mm. And wow. you said he wants to know me. He wants me fully me. And that's where the resistance is. Oh yeah. What is, is there a part of you that's almost maybe scared for him to know you or have you? No. So I believe, so it's interesting because what I, be, what I, what I see now is the season that he and I have been in. Mm-hmm. Um, I truly believe that the Lord says, Rocio, I trust you. Yeah. Right. And I know that you trust me, but now I need you to learn to trust yourself. Wow. Because mm. what you want is good. Mm. And as somebody who at a very early age learned how to betray herself mm. to meet the needs of the stronger personalities in my family, wow. mm. um, I was really good at doing what I felt I needed to do. Yeah. Wow. And he has walked me through this. I mean, he's gracefully mm-hmm. broken me and gotten me to a place where I'm able to see that what I want is good, mm-hmm. that my heart is good, that yeah. my intentions are good, yeah. that I am good, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he wants me to be fully me, Wow. right? And mm-hmm. he wants me to, I have to fully like accept myself yeah. and what I want and what I need and step into that so that I can live my calling and walk in my mission faithfully. Wow. Like if I'm going to bring his kingdom, bring him and his kingdom glory, then I, yeah. I need yeah. to be, I need to be strong yeah. in who mm-hmm. I am. I need to be able to walk into spaces and say, I hear what you're mm-hmm. saying, but this is what I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what mm-hmm. I know does not allow align with yeah. what you're saying. Wow. Mm. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it it's hard. That's bold. Yeah, but that's that that is that is truly what I believe he desires for each and every one of us. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, you know, talking about, again, this season that you're going through, um, the four years that you've been in this one place that, you know, he told you is not your forever home. You were telling us on the phone um, just a lot of the revelations that started to come to you of where you feel like he's leading you. So tell us a little bit about that. Um, getting out of your comfort zone, you know, setting up shop per se, or however you want to say it, setting up a home where you're, you didn't even unpack the boxes for a whole year mm-hmm. to now where it's like, you've been there four years. Where do you feel like he's leading you right now? That is still unclear. Mm. I, and, and, um, he's giving me, um, the pieces to the puzzle, mm. but I still can't fully see the picture. Gotcha. Mm. So to share with you what what I see right now, mm. I think would be a miss. Yeah. Um. But um. But I believe that he has he has taken me away from what I know. He's brought me into a neighborhood that 
I mean, it was a cultural shock to me. Um, Having experiences where I've one foot in, one foot out, Mm. desperately trying to leave. And I say this because the Austin neighborhood, the west Mm. side of Chicago, um, is suffers, Mm. right? I mean, Mm -hmm. there's deep, deep suffering Mm -hmm. and like years upon years upon years of hurt and pain and people who are at the hands of like systematic oppression mm-hmm. and there we live in um I love it because I used to say um a food desert but really mm-hmm. I heard I heard this woman once refer to it as a, a food apartheid mm-hmm. right like, so there aren't yeah. any grocery stores wow. um so it's really hard to do life wow. on the west yeah. side of Chicago yeah right I mentioned before we got on that um my husband my, my children go to school like in the West Loop and in Hyde Park yeah I'm commuting four hours a day, Jeez, right? Yeah. Um, so, but he took me out of what I knew mm. um, to open my eyes to what it is he needed me to see. Wow. And I believe it's going to feed into the next, what he's calling me to next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, having moments with him where again, wanting to leave and him like literally I felt him one day like pulling my sleeve and like, desperately say to me like these are my children these Mm. are my children and me in my car being like i know (laughs) what do you want me to do about it Mm. but i he's giving me he's he's yeah he's 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 allowing me to see things um the way he sees Mm. them Mm. right so i think he's just he continues to equip me yeah right and empower me to to walk fully yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. He's calling me. Wow. It sounds like you have, so commuting four hours a day on top of just like being a wife, a mother, um, a business a owner. Business yeah. owner. That's what, that's what I was going to get to. How are you like, what does, not what does a day look like for you, but how are you making space for your gifts as well too? Cause we just had an episode where we talked about it. Like she loves working out. Like after this, she's going to work out like, but <laughs> We, we talked about, like, how do you make room, make space for your gifts as well amongst all the things that you have going on? So how are you staying on, not necessarily, like, you know, a track that, like, okay, like, God's leading me down this path. Like, this is where I'm going to go. I'm going to listen to every single step. But, like, there's still a part of you that is, like, this is, I'm a businesswoman. Like, this is what I'm going to, this is what I want to be and what I want to do. Um, yeah, how are you making space for that? Yeah, so when I came to realize it's it's not really what, this is me and this is what I want to do. Yeah. For me, it's more of, um, okay, Lord, this is how you created mm. me and this is what you're calling me to. Mm. And I yeah. don't think it's, it's. Um, I think they're one in the same, right? Yeah. So I don't have to make space for the things that I enjoy yeah. because it's already ingrained in wow. the work that I'm doing, Wow. right? So like, yeah. I love holding space for people. Mm. Um, I get to do that on a daily basis. Yeah. I'm incredibly creative. I love creating content. Yeah. I'm able to do that, yeah. right? So the work that I do with my clients, I have programs that I've mm-hmm. developed, um, but I hold them loosely because it's very spirit-led, yeah. right? So I'm very spiritually attuned. Yeah. Um, I, I, I believe the spirit leads me, and mm. that's how I that's how I work. Wow. Um, I also believe that as a creative writer, I, I still have space yeah. to write um, and be creative in mm-hmm. that way. So that was the that was that is the Lord's faithfulness. Yeah. Mm. Where I don't, it, it, I don't have to compartmentalize gotcha. anything, which is what yeah. we're told. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Like they yeah. are all in oh, and so one and the same. Like <laughs> yeah. I am to be in flow and in alignment mm. with the Lord and his will over my life. Like it, it, it all just, it just is. Wow. That's not to say that the day-to-day schedules, because yeah, we yeah. live in this world, right? <laughs> so we have to adhere to schedules yeah. and, and mm-hmm. things of that nature. That is difficult. Mm-hmm. And I feel that, yeah. right? I, that's where I still get angry and frustrated, right? And I become yeah. restless mm-hmm. um, and tired. Mm-hmm. I hate being tired. Um, <laughs> tired of being <laughs> yeah. tired. If I never had to sleep, like that would be my superpower. Right. <laughs> yeah, because I, I could get so much done. But um but when I'm in, when I am in flow and in alignment, it's all one and the same. Yeah, the wow. work that I'm put, putting out, the way that I'm showing up in spaces, mm. it is fully me, mm. fully me. So, is there a way that other people can experience that? Like, like if there was a tip you could give or tips to be in flow and be in alignment, like what would it be? Would yeah, yeah. So it's all through God. Mm-hmm. So what I would I would. I, and this is the work that I do, right? So I, I call myself a coach, but really it's a ministry. Yeah. And all, all I'm really doing is journeying, journeying with other people, yeah. right? Um, and I'm just guiding them yeah. um, and sharing my, my own personal experiences. But really it's, it's um, cultivating mm. and nurturing your relationship with the Lord. Wow. Because everything that you desire... Mm-hmm. Right. And, and let's like, let's strip the word desire. Mm. Right. But like everything that your heart mm. truly desires. Yeah. Right. It is, it is only through him. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Only through him. Mm-hmm. So th- that is like, that has been, that is my priority. Mm. Mm. Just always making sure that he and I are good. Yeah. Mm. That's good. Mm. That's, that's good. That's so good that you say that. Cause I, just a couple of weeks ago, it was like, it was, it was like the Holy Spirit was putting a desire in my heart. I can't even explain it. It was like, I am craving, like I'm hungry for you and mm. f- I want to serve you. I want, like, I want to run through any open door. And literally the next day, Christy called me with the job opportunity here. And it was like, that's just how good God mm. works and how he like, that's the spirit waking up in you too. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It's like, <laughs> it's, it feels unexplainable. It's like no other yeah. feeling. It is unexplainable. Mm-hmm. Right. And to anyone that isn't a believer, if you were to share this, they would think you were crazy mm-hmm. because it sounds <laughs> crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But it is very real. And I think yeah. at the end of the day, we just cannot negate what is real, exactly. like what we have experienced mm-hmm. and, and, and that, and yes, and, and that's what it is. Right. And then what comes from that is just this deep, deep, love and reverence, mm. right? Where it just, I, I mean, God is truly, yeah. he's my, he's my everything. And mm. I know that sounds cliche, but he is, he's my best friend. Mm. Like mm-hmm. he's the person I go to when I'm like the most sad, the mm. most excited. Like mm. yeah. he's my person. And my husband knows that, right? Like yeah. my husband comes yeah. next, yeah. but he's the person that gets the first text, wow. the first call, the first call, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. then my husband. Mm. Wow. So like he's, it, and it's just the real, he's my business partner. Wow. Like, mm. If I need, and it, the, again, the idea that I used to have as an entrepreneur was that I needed a business partner mm. to be the most successful. Yeah. And um, he is my business partner. Wow. Mm. Yeah. That's so amazing. if I, I need to make a decision, he's the one I go to. That's <laughs> awesome. That's yeah. so good. And even you saying for a year, when I was angry, I locked myself away so I could be with him. Like how much discipline it takes to act like that in anger an emotion that is like 
explosive. Mm-hmm. And then just to be like, just in, in surrender in total surrender of like work through me in this moment where all I want to do is work for myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's, that's the spirit working in you. <laughs> oh, to well, even take you to that point of like, I need to remove myself. Right. Yeah. And again, right. That's the deep knowing. Yeah. Because if I allow myself to fully sit in my fighter rebellious mm-hmm. spirit, I will keep my arms crossed. Wow. And my, you know, I will keep my arms crossed and my feet, you know, firmly planted on the ground mm-hmm. and I'm not moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want what I want and you're not going to make me. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's that knowing mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. my gut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is what keeps me showing up yeah. every day, even though this is hard. Mm-hmm. Lord, this is so hard. I can't yeah. anymore. I'm so tired. Yeah. I'm so tired of being tired. Like, <laughs> where are you? Yeah. When, when, when? <laughs> right? I mean, because a lot of my prayers sound like yeah. that. <laughs> right? Here. Like, when? I see it happening for everybody else. What about me? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but I just, it, there is that knowing. Yeah. Mm. Can you, is there any way, because I, I know what you, what you mean when you say that knowing, is there any way you can describe it even a little bit? Um, I don't know. For me, it's just like this, I feel like it's this, maybe even like a thread or just a Mm. pull, Mm. right? When I like, when I really just want to like succumb to Mm. my ways of doing things, there's this thing inside of me that says, no, no, no. Mm. Mm. No, I know mm. that's what you want to do, yeah. but no, we're going to do this, mm. wow. right? I know mm-hmm. that you really want to, you know, but we're not. Mm-hmm. Mm. And having those moments of like, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> fine, yeah. fine, I'll do it. Yeah. That, that's just what it, it's just this, this thing that just. Almost pulls. resistance. Yes. Wow. Mm. Mm-hmm. wow. But in order, like, and so it's beautiful because I ha- we have to work through the resistance. Yeah. Like we have to, there's a gift in it. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and the gift is the awareness of the thing that we're really wrestling. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and so, yeah, so th- there's a gift in it, but always on the other side of my surrender is a breakthrough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as much yeah. as I want to, and he knows our heart, right? Yeah. So as much as I say, okay, you can have it all. <laughs> if I'm really not there, yeah. the breakthrough will not come. No, mm-hmm. it won't. Right. Wow. And mm-hmm. so like even this past week. I mean, we, he and I have been working through some stuff yeah. this past week <laughs> um, where I almost called you guys and, and, and to share that, like, I don't have anything for wow. you. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing that we were working through, through something, I just yeah. wasn't aware of what we were working through. Wow. I knew mm-hmm. that there was something happening at the soul level. Yeah. I could feel it, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? And then yesterday going on like a five mile walk with my husband and processing, like it just yeah. came. Wow. It just came. Um, and realizing that my, perf- I'll share with you if you're yeah. interested, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. but realizing that my obsession, truly an obsession mm-hmm. for like a new home, mm-hmm. like a physical home, um, and my perfectionism all came from my brokenness. And I, I knew that, like mm-hmm. I've done that work, but it was a new level yeah. of just like, as a little girl, I would be out and I would see you know, two family households, or I'd watch like the Cosby show or yeah. like family matters. Cause at that time, like full house, yeah. right, like right, it was, right. and it was like two family households with like beautiful homes and a staircase and everything was perfect. And wow. so I can be 
my natural tendency is everything has Christmas has to be perfect. Mm. It has to be special. If we're going to go on a family picnic, it has to be perfect, Mm. right? Like aesthetically perfect and pleasing to the eye, Mm. but realizing yesterday that that comes from that deep desire comes from like my brokenness and the Lord is like, has been inviting me into this place of healing Mm. that. Like Mm. I just, I feel like he, this, the last two weeks has been saying to me, like, it's time. Like, it's time to heal this wound. You know, I can't give you what I have for you Mm -hmm. if it still has to look the way Mm. you want it to look. Mm. Wow. And healing perfectionism is just by nature messy. Oh, I've been doing it for like 10 years. (laughs) Yeah. It's insane. A recovering perfectionist (laughs) is the first thing you introduced yourself as. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Totally. Totally. But where does that come from? And like, and we pass it on, right? So yes. then we can get into the whole thing and we won't, but about like generational just mm-hmm. chains that we're breaking yeah. and, mm. and, and ties and things that we pass on. Mm-hmm. And I think I pass that on to my children, like yeah. this deep desire of like, is it time yet? Is it time yet? You know? Yeah. Um, and it just, no, it's not time yet, but it's time to heal this wound. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. you know? It's time for something. <laughs> it's time for something. And something I know really well, it's something I share with my clients a lot. And one of the questions I ask them all at the very beginning of our work together is at what cost? Wow. Like mm. at what cost? What are you willing to give up? Yeah. Mm. And that's a hard question to yeah. answer, especially for people who are where I have been, where it's like, I've given you everything. Yeah. How much more do you want? Yeah. And he says, all of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> right? Mm. Um, wow. Yeah. Man. Gosh, that's so good. Man. Yeah, that's, that's, I can definitely relate to that too because I feel like there are these pictures of things in my mind that, you know, and it could be anything. It could be the perfect job. It could be the perfect place. It could be this and that. Like when I got my condo, I was like, it has to be furnished now the way that I want it now. And now I'm like, I got to pay this credit card off now. (laughs) You know, so even being, and you can edit this out if you want to, but even being with him over the past year, he's, he's talked about, I don't want to take that next step with you until I'm in a job that fulfills me. And until I'm at this point, I, I have points that I want to reach until we can, we as a couple can get there. Well, and for COVID him. definitely messed that up because that, <laughs> yeah. my plan honestly was like date for a year, reassess after, mm-hmm. you know, that was the thing. And then COVID happened and it's like, you know, you have, we are, our family are out of town. So you have to like lean on each other in, in different ways. And then you grow in different ways. And that was like, he like God what he did in our relationship to bring us so much closer together and then me be able to see her for somebody now that I look up to um you know who puts him first every single morning every single day like that is something that I know I prayed for for so long and I just never I guess I never would have realized like it'd be like you know like happen so soon and you know what I mean like you pray for this thing and it's almost you pray for it so much that like when it happens you're not ready for it you're not prepared for it right you know so I think it's preparing getting prepared for like you know when you want that dream home or what what that thing looks like for you it's like he knows those desires but I think right now it's like would I really be prepared for that big shift, that big thing? I want it so badly, but am I prepared to maintain it? Right. Or, you know, mm-hmm. in those ways. Um, 
and I don't know where I heard that because I just heard that word. Maybe it was a spirit spoke to me in my dream. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> but I heard that is like, would I even be would I even be ready for what I'm praying for? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but yeah, I mean, like what you're sharing is something I feel like so many people like mm. take out the the house or take out the the uh, obsession with running and all that and plug in anything else like what you're dealing with is something people need to hear Mm -hmm. and what you're walking through and the way that you handle it is like yeah it might sound crazy to people who aren't christians or who aren't of any faith but it's real Mm -hmm. you know it's real and you can't yeah you can't say that it's not you Mm -hmm. know right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's true and 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 Catherine, what you shared about Julian and like what you know once I have this Mm -hmm. once I have you know Mm -hmm. um I think just being really clear on like those are lies right those are lies from the enemy Mm -hmm. right because and I think when we get and this sounds so so cliche so I hate to say it but like when we get free we free the people in our lives right and that is a threat Mm. right because if we're finding our freedom in Jesus and now we're encouraging and showing other people how to find their freedom in Jesus Mm. I mean come on right So that is, those are all wonderful opportunities for him to show up. Yeah. And like, I mean, yeah. And what he works through your pride and your ego and all those broken desires and wants. But what I know to be true is that God knows you, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like he, he, again, he knit you in the womb, right? And so to be in complete flow and alignment with him is to be all the things Mm. that you are. Right. So like our, our world tells us that you can't be this and this. Wow. Right. You can't be strong and tender. You mm-hmm. can't be, you know, Jeannie says it. you can't have, you know, grit and grace, mm-hmm. but you can. Yeah. Right. Because the Lord is all things. Right. right? Yeah. Like the Lord is tender and grace filled mm-hmm. and, you know, he is just. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like um, they are both. And yeah. so I think just learning to live in that space yes. and accept ourselves in that in that way mm-hmm. yeah mm. yeah well so uh, other than that because that felt like an affirmation i know for yes. me too mm-hmm. yes. for sure but other than that what anybody that is re- can relate to any part of your story maybe something different than what you tell your clients or or just anybody in your life but from this what you're going through what you're walking through what you've experienced what affirmations can you give anybody who can relate to any part of it yeah, so here's the rumble in me. Mm. <laughs> like, I hate affirmation. <laughs> <laughs> what would you want to call yeah. it? Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, what comes up for me, because I was, right, reflecting on what I was going to share, and, yeah. and I think you, I don't know I don't know if you got there or I'm going ahead, but my, like, North Star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what I go to. Yeah, yeah. Right? And that is, like, just who is God? That's yeah. what I keep going back to. Like, God is faithful. Wow. Like, he is this is who I know him to be, mm-hmm. right? I have to I have to give myself the space to reflect on my journey with him yeah. and how and where he showed up. And I need those reminders. Right. So reminding myself that he is faithful, mm-hmm. he is good, he is holy, he's sovereign, you know, mm-hmm. he's omnipresent, he is omniscient, he is omnipotent, you know, mm-hmm. or um he is these things. Um and yeah, and, and, and he's these things for me. Wow. Mm. Right? Um, but I, I, again, I, I say these things fully aware that a lot of people aren't even in that place. Yeah. Right? Wow. So I think I, I really encourage people sometimes, it's okay to, to pray the prayer, to, to tell the Lord, like, all right, if, if 
you're real, mm-hmm. show me. Yeah. Like you can do that because <laughs> mm-hmm. he will. I mean, to him, yeah. that's that's a that's a crack in the door, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, however you need to show up yeah. with whatever you have, he, he can work with it. Wow. It's enough. Mm. Yeah. You just got to you just got to turn. Yeah, you just got to turn to him. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow, mm. that's so good. That's so good. Is there anything um, about? perseverance or resistance or perseverance in the face of resistance is there anything else around that that you feel like you need people to know or need people to hear yeah um I don't know this keeps coming I don't know I don't actually I I don't (laughs) I want to here I do actually I wrote it down um I would I would encourage people just to study the scripture Mm. um Matthew 7, I believe it's 13 and 14, mm-hmm. um, but the narrow road, mm. here I have it here. Yeah. I know, like Bible app. Yep, so Matthew <laughs> 7, 13 and 14, right? The narrow and wide gates. Mm-hmm. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. Mm-hmm. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. And I believe finding that space, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Because in that narrow, that narrow road, that gate that leads to the narrow road, it, it only allows for just you yeah. and God to fit in that space. Yeah. Wow. Right. So whatever that looks like for you today, mm-hmm. it's okay. Yeah. It's enough. And I would encourage people to just sit in that space. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so powerful. Also. The Lord can work with the narrowest of roads. Mm. Oh, totally. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm a firm believer that he hangs out at rock bottom. Mm-hmm. If he's hanging out at rock bottom, <laughs> right. he's kind of, I mean, he's seen it all. Right. Right. He's right. heard it all. And I think he's okay with mm-hmm. it. I really yeah. do. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's always that thing that, like, Pastor uh, Jarrett talked about. Um, I forget what series it was, but it's just like he's working upstream. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's, that is like, and I think that was during his big prayer, like, at the beginning of the year, where, like, what is your big prayer? Mm-hmm. Like that line has just been something I hold on to, like knowing like God is working upstream because I had, I was doing some like volunteer hours here. And when they put up those nails with, with the little tags of everybody's big prayer, I had to be the one that like took them down Mm -hmm. and you can't help but to read people's prayer. And then it's just like, you know, you put yourself in, in God's shoes or whatever that even means, but you kind of think about it from a way it's like, oh, wow, like I'm reading this person's prayer and like what they're going through is like way more than like right now than what I'm going through. And like this person, oh my goodness. So like God is going to, like these people are turning to God and he's not a God that is not going to answer the prayer. He might not answer it in the way we think, like we've been saying, or the way that it, we think it should look, but he's going to answer them and it's going to be in his timing. But it's like, what if this person's prayer for their family to, to, you know, be back together has to wait until this person's prayer for this because somehow that affects this in some way. You know, it's like right. thinking about it in all these different ways and how it all comes together. Mm-hmm. I was just like, Lord, I do not want your job ever. Right. <laughs> but I know that like to hear these going up like how many times a day from people you know, these prayers going up and to be in that position, only God, man, like right. only God can, can do that. And I just think like 
He's working upstream. So this person and this person and this person, he's working somewhere. This person has to leave this job for, in order for it to shift. And you get this opportunity on an online posting two weeks. Like, you know, like right. it all works together for everybody's good. Right. For those who believe in the Lord. Right. And um, and that's a script. What scripture was that? Romans 8, 20. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And I also believe for the ones that, that don't know him yet. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like, absolutely. I, I, yeah. And also just to say, like, I, I really believe, yes, everything you said. Another thing for the people listening mm-hmm. is I just I don't believe that. Um, I think we prolong the thing we want mm. when we put the thing before him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. Right. <laughs> I know we, I we prolong it. And that and then that becomes the journey. <laughs> yeah. Right. Of getting us to that place where we recognize wow. that. This thing has become an idol yes. or our pride or yeah. ego has gotten in the way. Yeah. Right. And, and so we prolong it because wow. all he really wants, again, mm-hmm. the narrow, right. Yeah. The narrow road. He just wants us. And, and the testimony has to be strong, mm. right? Like he wants those testimonies to be strong. So people can look and hear those testimonies and be like, oh yeah, that was not of your own doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That right. could only have been exactly. God. <laughs>